All right, bro. You you ready to podcast? I am ready to do a podcast. Coming to you live from the Southwestern Shake Back Studio. regular shit here. This is the number one mixtape program on the internet. Niggas pod day. Goddamn, that nigga is ready. I'm in this bitch. Never will I wish you a Halle Berry. I'm in this bitch. If he's jumping in my vagina, he doesn't care what my shoes look like. I'm in this bitch. Okay. That you might have to carry me off the floor like Scotty Pippen in the <laughs> 90s finals. Flu game. I got you. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Pod Day. We are here. We are happy because it is Pod Day. This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. This is the only podcast that fully understands that the Hove and Beyonce Tiffany commercials are just further proof that when a man gets caught, he will forever pay for it. But across from me, <laughs> that is my guy. That's your guy. That's Forever Young 89, wherever the socials are socialing and people are canceling people. My man's is just sitting in the corner taking notes. That's your guy. That's our player partner. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here or better known today of all days when I need him the most. That's my motherfucking <laughs> friend. What's going on, Wes? Oh, you know me here. Uh, regular, regular shit. Uh, got the keys jangling, dangling, swanging from my belt loop. Ready to open up the factory and get this shit <laughs> hot off the presses. Uh, with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. That is Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. Uh, you can catch my man at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit. Or uh, YouTube.com, Dipped in Butter program, um, where you can uh, find some of the music reviews that we've been dropping lately. Um, mm. Yeah, fuck with that. Get, get over there and see what that's about. Um, or today, you can catch us at gotalotgoingon.com forward slash Dipped in Butter program. Uh, I'm sure you'll get a good story there from uh, whatever you're going to hear here today, because I don't know. Um, but most and more importantly, here each and every Tuesday, or whichever day is pod day in your life, on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one goes. My nigga and yours, what's popping? I, I do indeed have a lot going on <laughs> today. Um, maybe not as much as Hove be having going on. I imagine that Hove has a lot going on. Is that like is that being like, like a billionaire mogul? You already gonna have a lot going on, but it's like you're a billionaire mogul that's married to Beyonce, so he'd be having a lot going on. Right? Is that almost like a commercial for like a joint Facebook? Is that what we're seeing? Like, see, this, <laughs> wavelength, bro. That's what I, that's always how I perceive and consume whenever Beyonce and Hove do something together. Like, I always feel like they're holding pinkies yeah. in front of us. And yeah. I'm just like, I need, I love that y'all love each other, but not right now. Yeah, I need them to know that, um, no matter how much I'm sure 
very, very positive, and I can see that Jay-Z loves Beyonce. Um, no matter how excited he looks to be there, I can tell in everything that he looks like he does not want to be there. That's man shit, though, right? Like, yeah. You might be giving away a little bit too much code, but fuck it. We do this for free, so why not give away right, code? Right. But I think... <laughs> I would be willing to bet cash money that me and you ain't the only men that watch these Tiffany commercials and can see Hove dying inside. Like, <laughs> we can, and ladies, I know there are women that listen to the show. Don't get us wrong. I, neither of us are saying that Hove don't love his woman. No. That he don't appreciate his woman and all of that. But it's kind of man shit that you do certain shit. To be a good husband and like to be at the forefront, especially after you fucked up, you do certain shit that makes you die inside. Yeah, you and like to do. particularly, I just you know I could be wrong, and I'm sure at this point people do approach them as a couple or whatever entity that they have, you know, to get the both of them. But this definitely seems like something that they went to Beyonce with, you know, what I'm saying maybe with the entire idea. And she was like, "Yeah, I'll ask Jay," and it was one of those where she had to ask him in private, away from other people, because she had to play mm-hmm. that card, like, "Hey." Tiffany's wants us to be the black couple for the 2000s and the 2090s or whatever the fuck is going on. Like, we got to do this. And there was really no room for him to be like, I ain't doing it. See, that's why I like how you assess things, because I full on imagine in my mind. Now, this ain't to say that it's true, <laughs> but in my mind, this is a Beyonce check. Yeah. <laughs> and they got yeah. home for free. Oh, like, man. In See, my I mind, they I got home for free. I ain't man. taking it that sick. I'm taking it that, I, like. They came to her with that idea. Now, if she if she remixed the whole shit and was like, "I got Jay for you too," then that's some that's some whole. Now maybe other she got Hova check, but I imagine <laughs> that they approached Beyonce. Like, now we love Hove. We love right. us some Hove. Don't ever get it fucked up. But Basquiat Hove, I just don't imagine Tiffany's rung up. Like, I just don't imagine Tiffany's died at Basquiat Hove. I feel that. So I can, I I can agree. It's fun stuff to look at is what I'm saying. Like, it ain't sad in no kind of way. Just as married men, like, we get it. Like, we yeah. totally get yeah, it. We yeah, ain't yeah. laughing at you. We laughing with you. Like, we totally like, want that's, to. That's that's why all of Jay-Z's parts in these commercials is just him doing regular shit dressed up. Like <laughs> Imagine he, Tiffany he's... putting out the edit where it's just Hove. <laughs> it's just Hove with an old-style camera spinning around a piano, and they never show Beyonce. He's Not just ever. Yeah, it's just himself <laughs> so on a daily for sure. Um, so a lot to talk about today. A little bit, a lot of bit to talk about today. Um, it, if you don't mind, can we start on family shit real quick, bro? Because I don't really be having a lot of opportunities to really bounce shit off of you, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like the family realm. Mm-hmm. And I know me and you both kind of have in common that we both have like little ones and little daughters. And, right. You know, little daughters is going to school now and they, you know, they got to go away from the crib and little shit like that. And I've had a few like interesting uh, situations over here that I kind of want to bounce off of you. And when I say bounce them off, I'm genuinely wanting to bounce them off of you because sometimes I don't have it all figured out and I'd be really needing to talk through shit. Right. So Mm -hmm. one example, right. So, you know, my daughter, Cammy, she's five. She's going to kindergarten now. She gets on the bus. She goes to school. She does the whole nine. Well, she never did any like daycare, no like systematic daycare or preschool, like systems in her. They're completely mm-hmm. disconnected. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she is learning systems for the first time. Stru- I'm not going to say structure because we do give her some boundaries, but like, you know, school and, and 
pre-K, that kind of structure is a different kind of structure. So For she's sure. just now learning structure. And I shared with you the story about her getting on the bus and shit like that. So we already know that Cammy is a disheveled human being, just like her daddy. And she gets an honest. So honest as well. Gotta give her a break, right? So I, it's starting to get colder up here in New Mexico on the hill, right? And some of y'all might be listening to this and be like, damn, that nigga live in Mexico. That's the desert. It don't get that cold. No, Tuh. I have to remind y'all, I live on a mountain. It gets cold up here. Like, it gets legit cold. So it's starting to get cold, and we have to, like, put her the jackets on, put her the backpack on, and thank you, Donald Trump. Now that we have COVID, we got to send them with a mask. Like, <laughs> it's just one more thing right. to try to remind your babies not to forget, not to leave at school. And it, it's a weird, sick game for parents to go pick up their kid off the bus, especially at this age, because, like, as you see the bus pull up and the lights are flickering, you're just thinking to yourself, like, what have they forgotten today? Like, <laughs> like that's literally what you ask yourself as you hear the brake squeal is like, I wonder if she has everything okay, I sent Okay, wait, her. you just said something, too. Why do all bus brakes squeal? Like, fresh off the factory line, like, 100 years you, old. It does not matter. Them brakes is squeal <laughs> to a Fam, stop. Like, what's this, off with this that? Is why you, this is why you have a beautiful mind, because you ask all the right <laughs> questions. Being that I work for the county, I'm actually in and out of the transit offices regularly. Like, I deal firsthand with a lot of people that drive the school buses. I talk to the guy that's in charge of maintaining these buses on a regular. And when I tell you these buses go in for regular maintenance, Wes, it is regular maintenance. I believe like if it. If you're listening to this and you're the type that you like to get your oil changed exactly when Jiffy Lube tells you to, <laughs> you ain't got shit on the transit department, bro. Like these motherfuckers <laughs> spend their shit in for thousands of dollars of repair on schedule, whether they need them or not. So these buses, uh, most times they receive immaculate care. So the fact that they still squeal Always. is amazing. Like what do, do they maintain them with sound oil? Like when they go in there and lube that shit up, is it sound oil? Like, hey, when these brakes hit, it's going up. It's well, t- well, what I have noticed through like going through their cabinets and sneaking in and out of their offices when they're not there is they use the same oil that they use on trombones and tubas. So I'm imagining that might be the correlation. <laughs> it got a lot to do with it there. Right. But anyway, so the bus is pulling up, it's squealing, it's flashing, it's tss, you know, that's how it's doing <laughs> It's doing all of that. And my daughter comes off. Sometimes she has no mask. Sometimes she has on a disposable paper mask. After we sent her with two Amazon masks mm, that we bought. Mm, mm. Sometimes she's like got her shoe in her hand. Sometimes she comes home with no barrettes in her hair. Like it's just, it's literally it's a, a grab bag a situation. Up. It's a toss up. So, <laughs> The reason why I bring up this story is because she gets off the bus one day and she just has no coat. And it's like 43 degrees this day. It's like windy. It's gray. You know the wind when it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It's mm-hmm. one of them days and she hops off. And my poor sweetheart, she's always excited, always happy. She's just a sweetheart. So <laughs> like, so she hops off the bus. Daddy, daddy, I love you. Can I have some cereal? That's the first thing she says when she gets off the bus. Can I have some cereal? Before I even ask her how I get Right. But she has no coat. And it got me to thinking like, okay, I understand that she left her coat at school, right? That's that's easy to figure out. It's in her cubby. Mm-hmm. We all know it's in her cubby. But my mind started thinking to like, okay, 
Now, I know I'm a little bit far removed out the game because my <laughs> other child is 18. Right. It's been some time since we've done kindergarten. But I'll be thinking to myself, like, if the teachers aren't making sure the kids have coats on on clearly what cold days. What are they doing? What are they teaching? What Wes? are they doing? Bro, I've asked that question for like the first probably like five, six weeks of school. I asked that question. Like, not that me and my wife was arguing with each other, but you know how the conversation gets so elevated when y'all is feeling it's, each it's other. It's not an argue, you, but it's a strong talk. It's a strong talk. And like, but like we're on the same page and it's like, babe, like I, I don't fucking know. So like one day. <laughs> I'm like, you know, because like trying to get the baby into the routine, like every day when she get in the car, like what you learned today? And like every day she was getting the car, like, I don't know, like first two weeks. All right. But after that, it's like, well, goddamn, like how come the baby don't know shit? So then one day I had to go pick her up early and I had to like, it was early, but it was right around the time that they was getting out. Yeah. I mean, so like when I went to the front office to go get her, you know what I'm saying? They get on their walkie talkies. You know, Jackson Taylor to the top. Blah, 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 room blah. red, room red. Yeah, you know room. what I'm saying? Yeah, she needs to come out to the front. Um, you know, she do what she's doing and she look back at me and she go, uh, it's going to be a couple minutes of just coming here from outside. And I'm like, no wonder the baby don't know fucking nothing. The last thing that they doing is playing and swinging on swings and shit. Like, no wonder Going she don't know. erases everything. Everything. Like, she's she trying to jog her memory and the last thing she remembers is sliding down the slide. That don't got mm-hmm. nothing to do with class. So, like, nothing. I've asked that question several times. Like, if the teacher's ain't teaching like if you if you if if you can't remember at the end of the day what the fuck you did like did you really do your job all day today it's it's one of two things right where it's like either y'all ain't did nothing or y'all did so much to where like their minds are just way too yeah by the time they get to you yeah way too much i'm honestly taking the latter bro because like so i was wondering this for a little while and then we had a parent teacher conference with my daughter's teacher and she started Mm -hmm. telling us what they're going over showing us around the classroom they're they're starting to try to teach them how to read already and recognize vowels and sounds and and they're doing um what do you call that shit when uh when you say your name and you clap your hands at the same time to to figure out how syllables they're learning syllables Mm -hmm. and they're checking out books to read and they're they're doing all these things that they're trying to teach them how to add already and all this shit Oh yeah, no. Kindergarten seems so advanced now, fam. Fam, and I and I know my my daughter doesn't have a, a grasp on them. Really a lot of this shit, yeah. But the mm-hmm. shit that she knows was the she shit know. that she knows, she knows over the moon. Like yeah. uh there there was one pro- project that they did where they were just testing the kids to see where they were at. And they tested my daughter on like letter recognition and what letters go with like what items like A is for Apple, and then there's mm-hmm. like a little wooden apple, you put the apple in the slot. And she said the teacher said easily maybe 8% of students can do this to completion. Mm-hmm. And she said not only did Cameron do it, but she did it fast. Like, and see that, that's, She has that's, no understanding on how to put her coat on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always a beautiful thing. Right. It's always a beautiful thing when you get that understanding from your kid. And it doesn't... It just be said, like you say, from the teacher is cool, but see, we got to, um, it, it's always funny because they have, um, the parents are in like an email chat. It's like a group chat, but it's like adult. So it's like email. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, but like these parents be sending a lot of messages. And at first it was like, Hey man, tell them they need to like individualize that shit. I don't want to see what's going mm-hmm. on now. I'm over invested. And like, now I want them to like keep sending emails. Cause I need to know what y'all kids is doing dumb in class to let me know <laughs> that my child ultimately is doing much better than y'all's. So right. then like in the, 
in the email, they'd be like, uh, Gideon forgot his homework today. Can anybody send me? Can, he forgot his red folder today. Can anybody send out the homework? And like these white folks actually will like scan in the homework, fam, and like put it in the email and send it back to people. And I'd be like, yo, one, that's <laughs> that will be with much. Gillian tomorrow on the bus. Right, right. <laughs> like Gideon just gonna have some catch up work to do tomorrow for real, for real. But so, so, so they'll do shit like that. But then like one day, one of these kids, um, one of their papers got into my daughter's stuff. And, like, they sent that kid's test home, but, like, my kid had her test, too. And, like, this kid compared to my kid, this kid got an F. I don't care. I don't <laughs> Fuck these kids. I don't care. This kid got an F, and my kid my got kid. an A. And I'm like, yo, I don't got no more concerns. Like, my, my kid's doing all right. Measuring sticks important, though, right? Like it's, Absolutely. It's, it's good to have reference to see where you at. You know what I mean? We don't we usually have no reference. So when they be like... Because we understand that, you know, my, my daughter has health concerns and all of that, mm-hmm. all of that, et cetera, et cetera. And we know that she's going to be behind in some things. But it's also refreshing to know that she excels in some shit, too. For you sure. know what I mean? Like, For sure. It's, it's interesting when you're in a parent-teacher conference and she finds time to make sure that you know that your daughter has a lovely yeah. singing voice. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not just like she's happy and she likes to sing. Like, no, right. it's like she made it a point. Like, no, it's, it's strange because... Her pitch and her tune is almost perfect. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sure y'all don't do that anymore. I mean, I hope that's a part of like the kindergarten teacher handbook. Parents of kindergartners absolutely need a little bit more encouragement than the rest For of the kids' sure. parents in the school. Like, like you say, even in your case where this is your second time doing it, but you far removed, like, even, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing mine now. I'm having to do another one next year. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still going to need the teacher to like be at me like, hey, nah, she's straight. Like. Yeah, that's all, that's like all you I need really a little need. bit of under the table. Yeah. Like, I know I've said a lot of shit in this parenting <laughs> conference, but don't worry about none of that shit, bro. It's cool. Yeah, like, nah, I need cool. that, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because sure. this is my this is my second first time for real. Like, we have two kids, but we have two only childs. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah, so for sure. Apart. So for sure, it, it's wild, and it's funny because it's like they teach them all the basics, which I totally understand. I'm not sitting here as a podcaster trying to tell teachers how to do their job, but like. <laughs> They don't really introduce critical thinking this early. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. trying to make sure you understand uh, R is for red, but they just right. don't really have time to make you understand that you need to sit by your name tag. And, and Cameron, for sure. Cameron will just sit in whatever chair is empty. <laughs> like, hey, she don't like, care. And then at the same time, like I said, I think, think for us, and especially not when you, I don't want to say far removed, but like, you got to remember that they little kids. And I think we just so like stuck in structure and particularly doing the right thing that we kind of mm. project that down to the kids. And it's like, well, fam, they five. Like not only is she not sitting down, the rest of her 20 classmates ain't sitting down neither. And like, right. They're, they're not tripping because they're, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a kindergarten classroom. Like that's what the kindergarten teacher is used to. Like she ain't in there stressing out because the kids ain't sitting down. Like she got it under control. So like, yeah. That's all, like you say, just that, just that reassurance and, you know, shit. Hey, that's what they're there for. They're there to learn. God damn it. If you don't know how to well, sit down, this teacher is here to teach to you this shit for eight hours a day. Right. And, and you know, my daughter is also good for, like, losing her library books, like, once a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and as a parent, you understand why they get library books to read. But you also, <laughs> deep down inside, want to say, stop sending these fucking shits home with my child. Because you're really just setting me up to owe you $36. Bro, and you know even- that. Parents are terrible, bro. I looked up at my wife the other day and was like, uh, they getting a little out of line with the, with the homework they sent home. This is a lot. It's too like, much. Two, two pages in this little book is enough. A third page. Y'all, y'all want me to cut some shit out? That's a little bit too. Y'all do that at school. Like, I don't want to have to do all that I get off work to home. help you with your work. 
I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I, I went to school already. Like, why the fuck do they make this homework yeah. to where the kids can't do it themselves? I digress. For sure. I digress. But, like, you know, my, my, my daughter's doing as good as she can do. I understand she wakes up and does her best, and I commend her for that. And, you know, she, she shines bright in some areas, and some areas she don't. But she is a people, and people are imperfect. Like, <laughs> my daughter lost her first tooth the other day. Aww. I didn't get to tell you this. Aww. First tooth, right in the middle bottom. So it looks like she just has an elongated gap that goes <laughs> from the ceiling to the floor. It's amazing, right? But fortunately, she has uh, an absurd overbite. So you can't even see it because she's always <laughs> sucking on her thumb. But anyway, she lost her tooth while my wife was out, like out of the city on some sorority business. So uh-huh. it was just kind of me and her at the crib because, you know, Jay was at work and shit. And she comes into the room and says, Daddy, I need to brush my teeth. And I'm like, huh, that's odd, but that's I'm not going to tell her no. Right. Like, that's not the right thing. To, I'm not going to say not right now. I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. I want to say, let's go to the bathroom and brush your yo, teeth. Yo, listen here. Dad's dad different, bro. Like, Bam. yo, like, I, this is, it, it always takes me back to the Kevin Hart. You better not be drinking out that toilet. Like, that's literally how dad's dad, like, you came in and asked me to brush your teeth and, and it was uh, random, like, middle you know. of the day. Like, yeah. Who am I to like, tell you no? As exactly. Your like, your <laughs> eyebrows are going to scrunch up. Like, brush your teeth, nigga. It's like 4.30. Like, what are you calling? You? you need to brush your teeth. But you want to promote good habits. So you right. hold her hand and walk her into the bathroom, which is exactly what I did. And I got her little step stool, and I centered it in front bro, of Bro, this sink. is why moms think we're dumb, bro. Just for what you said. Dumb. Hold her hand dumb, and take her bro. there at 4.30. Look how long it took me to realize something was happening. I get her all the way to the bathroom. Bathroom, and I set her step stool in front of the sink. I turn on the water. Shh, shh. I grab her little like motorized toothbrush with the princesses on it, mm. and I grab the, the fruity tasting berries, and I start putting it on her toothbrush. And I look at her after all this time, and her mouth is like Halloween gushing with bleeding. Blood. Right? <laughs> She's like straight up trick or treat ghouls and ghosts blood dangling from the corner of her mouth like a rabbit dog and i'm like what's happening here so i asked her to show me her teeth and i noticed that the tooth is missing i'm like baby you lost your tooth you did it so i high fiber because you know i do know enough as a dad to know you can't panic when you see blood you gotta like congratulate them right (laughs) don't trip out you're doing great one day she's going to be bleeding from her ears. And I'm like, you finally did it. Like, <laughs> but anyway. Can't show fear. Yeah. So I, I, I make her realize, like, you lost a tooth, baby. Great. We got to get it for the tooth fair. I said, honey, what'd you do with your tooth? Now, immediately the fear sets in because I'm like, fam, did she swallow her tooth? Bro, that's, the, that's what I've been over here thinking the like, last two minutes. Like, oh, hands. God, she swallowed the tooth. I'm like, I immediately start realizing she didn't have nothing in her hands. I'm like, she swallowed her fucking tooth. Mm-hmm. But let's just see if she's old enough to realize if anything happened. Because if she shrugs and goes, mm, mm-hmm. then she definitely <laughs> swallowed her tooth. <laughs> so I ask her, I'm like, well, baby, where, where's your tooth? She said, oh, daddy, it was too dirty. I said, what do you mean it was too dirty? She said, Daddy, it was too dirty. I said, well, where'd you put it? I put it in the trash. In the trash. <laughs> Kids is crazy. Kids all is I nuts. Fam, all I could do was giggle. So <laughs> it was too dirty. This is her first tooth. I have to go to the trash can to try to retrieve the tooth. Of now, course you do. I already knew that the trash can was full because the, the, the 18-year-old wasn't in the house at the time, so he hasn't taken the trash out yet. Right. The, the garbage man wasn't home, right. so I know the, the trash man is wasn't full. Home. <laughs> 
So it was definitely full, full of cartons of milk. So I go into the trash, I lift it up, and I take a deep breath and say, let's see what we can do here. Fortunately, the tooth is sitting right at the top. I see nice. it immediately, Wes. Nice. Like, yes, we in the game. But then my heart sinks again. I go, uh-oh. The tooth is resting comfortably on a bottle and a milk jug right Uh-oh. in the crack. Uh-oh. So I'm thinking to myself, if I try to grab this very, very little tooth with my two little fingers, it might go down. It's gonna push the cartons and it's gonna fall to the bottom of the trash. Mm-hmm. Right in with the gunk and the dumpster. All the stuff. That's right. All the stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, well, my best option is to lift the containers and take the tooth out with the two containers. That's certainly my best bet, right, Wes? <sighs> Soon as I touch the containers, all I hear is <laughs> <laughs> Like, Soon as it saw you, it saw oh you looking so, at it and was like, "I'm out of here." Oh, fam! So of course, I tried to dig through the trash one item at a time. I literally pulled every item out of the trash one by one to try to retrieve my daughter's first tooth for the book that we're going to inevitably lose, and I'm going to have to find tape right. and all it. Right. It disappeared. I literally never found it. Literally never found the tooth. So at this point, I just pull the bag out of the trash can. I'm fast forwarding 40, 45 minutes of looking for a tooth in the trash. I tie it up. I call my wife. I explain to her the whole story. And I say, babe, I already looked through the trash. If you want to look through the trash when you get home, you're welcome to. I'm going to set it to the side and you can have at it. She says, yeah, babe, I'll look. You know, I understand. Like, everybody in the house knows I'm not the looker. Like, I can't find shit when I'm looking for it. If you tell me exactly where it's at, I'm going to overlook it. I'm going (laughs) to yell in the other room. Babe. And then she's going to come find it immediately, right? So (laughs) I set it to the side. Day goes by. She comes home the next day from out of town. And guess what? She found it. The one time, the one time I didn't have to ask my son to do his chores. He does his chores. (laughs) (laughs) Throws it out. (laughs) Out of there. He must have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhooked that bitch into the dumpster. See, and that's when I woke up the next morning. I was like, I know. That's when you got to look at it from a teenager's perspective because you took it out and you set it to the side. Did you you explain the story to to him? Yeah. He was like, oh, man, he owned me. He owned. I got to do something. Fam, like say, fam, that's why I didn't say trash. that to him. Because he's right. He's right. I'm not right. He's right. If yeah, I wanted to keep the trash, I should have put a post it on. I was about to say, you posted Sharpie on that thing, not trash yet, or something. <laughs> like, trash. I don't know. Yeah, trash not trash me. yet. And I was I was going to try and like comfort you and say, well, like, maybe you were supposed to lose the tooth for a reason. Like, stuff that you know that you saw and then it just disappeared, like, maybe that's for a reason. I was only going to say that because one time when I worked at Popeye's, this girl came in and she gave me her number, fam. And I don't know what happened to this number. That chick was toxic. <laughs> bro, she she had to be the worst thing that she was, was ever pregnant. going to I'm just to here ha- to tell you she was already pregnant. <laughs> you don't even know how real that statement more than likely is, bro. Like, and that, But this is what I'm saying. This bitch had wrote me like a whole note at the restaurant. She On was like, the yeah. Number. Fam, she oh, was like, I just moved here. I got two kids. Like, yeah, fam, it was going to be like, basically, she was serving the pussy on the platter inside the note. Like, hey, I'm new here and I like you. Like, Fuck with me, though. And fam, when I tell you that joint, and I did like you did, nigga, I clocked out and stayed 30 minutes to look around the store for the number. I was like, I must have dropped this shit. It's got to be in the biscuit. I must've, yeah, I must have dropped this shit in the batter and the grease, fam, and it must have disintegrated because I can't find it. And baby girl never came in that joint ever again. So I can't co- correlate that to the tooth, but like maybe 
maybe you'll get another tooth really, really soon. And you can call that the first tooth. Like, asterisk that thing. I don't want to panic you. <laughs> I don't want to cause you to panic. I'm just going to say this and we're going to move on. Because I don't want to imply anything by saying this. I'm only saying it because it's a fact. My wife, who I've been married to and with for over 21 years now, I lost her number the first time she gave it to me. Moving oh, on, wow. moving on, moving wow. on, moving on. That doesn't have to mean anything. No, it Move doesn't. Uh, so, okay. We got to talk about rappers. Okay. There's a lot of rappers to talk about. We got to talk about actors. We got to talk about relationships. There's a lot of things to talk about this week. Okay. Where do you want to start? Um, Let's talk about rappers. Let's talk about rappers, bro. Uh, my first question to you is, <laughs> is Big Sean going to ever give us what we want from him? No. Um, or is he going to just give nope. us what he wants to give us all the time forever? All of the time. like, And fam, it was so crazy because I still have not gone back and listened to this song again. Uh, what what was it called? Life to Know? Life, I don't fucking know. What a Life. What a Life. I only life. know that because I read it now. <laughs> Yeah, what what a life! I still haven't watched the video yet. Um, to to really like double back, you on gotta it. Like, watch the video. Even even a part of it, from what I remember, and even like listening to some of this shit. What pisses me off about Big Sean when it comes to rapping, like why why don't he ever just want to like fit the rap inside of the beat? Like why don't he always want to give us some extra shit, like some extra words? Like fam, you didn't want to cut this down. You didn't want to like really master the writing on this thing, and it's like. He's another one of those, bro. Like, you can't rap about being that nigga and depressed at the same goddamn time. Like, pick pick a side, for real, I agree. honestly. Um, I think one of the biggest problems for Big Sean, and we've seen this a lot, <clears throat> Big Sean is too talented to his own detriment. Like, he can rap too good, he can do too much, and he don't know how to just focus. You right. know what I mean? Like right. his best performances and his best projects always come from places where he was forced to focus. Like for instance, you really like Detroit. Mm-hmm. He was focused on a particular subject matter and he wanted to get across a particular thing, right? Like right. he wanted to talk to you about his hometown. He wanted to talk to you about what it is that made him who he is. And that's when Big Sean is at his best. I know a lot of people kind of laugh and, and snark at it, but I really enjoy 2088, the project with him and Janae. I do too. Project that might be the one instance in hip hop where a couple held hands and mm-hmm. actually gave us something good when they let go. You know what I mean? Like right. they held hands for that entire time, and I enjoyed all of it. You know what I mean? And like Dark Skies Paradise, you could tell he was kind of in a funk, but he had to wrap his way out of that funk, and that's how that got so good. But anytime you let Big Sean just rap. It's going to always be some goofy, confused, like Big Sean is basically ludicrous without the hits. <laughs> <laughs> it's, confu- it's too many colors. It's too many sound effects. It's too many loud noises in the beat. Like, what the fuck is he? Why is he covered in bees? Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand it. Uh, I, I truly don't understand it. But again, I didn't watch the video, so maybe I missed something. But that's what... <laughs> That's what Big Sean makes me feel like. And the same thing for with this Wale album. Like, y'all be so, I don't want to say quiet. Yeah, y'all be quiet. Fuck it. Y'all be quiet. And then y'all come out and y'all do all of this rapidy rap shit. And it's like, well, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what what exactly are you talking about? And like, I don't want to, because I like the way that you put it. Like, sometimes it doesn't sound like love, but this is all love because it's we're all real. Love, Cause I really yeah, because enjoy it. It only yeah. makes me mad. Cause I really fuck with big Sean and I want yeah, him that's to what be I'm one saying, of the best because out. 
we are real music fans, but even still in some of this shit too, like not that I want niggas to get away from standing next to Hit Boy, but stop standing next to Hit Boy. Um, stop standing so close at least. Yeah, stop standing so close. Like the the nigga's good at what he does, yes, but like who y'all think he is? Yeah, y'all entrusting <laughs> y'all's really whole like situations over this nigga to like keep y'all on a certain stature. Like, nah, let's 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 get away from that as well. But like I I don't know. Again, I I guess I just don't like the being ducked away and like you say, Big Sean, we see you like being the picture perfect model of male physique and you've got like really good hair now and his mustache is way too thick. Yeah, and you can still like <laughs> rap really, really good. But like even like the, the LA leaker stuff that he came out with, like those raps, like, bro, like I guess what I don't get about niggas is why why do y'all feel like y'all came out can't come out and say what y'all want to say? Like mm. you know what I'm saying? Like even I I I I understand it with the I don't even want to say with the ghostwriting shit, but I can understand if you wrote a song for a nigga and contractually you ain't allowed to talk about that shit. But like, how can you rap about it and not talk about it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right? and, and even like you say, that whole, you know, while Wale getting his flowers, Big Sean talk about some, I'm coming to take my flowers. Well, put these niggas on, put these niggas on the Summer Jam screened in. Put the spotlight right, on right. them. Yeah. If that's how you feeling, like, I, 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 hate, I hate the passive shit, I guess, when it comes to rappers because... Like you say, if we go back to control, like Kendrick came out and said all them niggas' names and verses, and Drake was like, I mean, but do you remember how that niggas' verse starts? Like, that was real <laughs> direct back hey, and that's forth. A good point. Yeah, that's a real back and forth, direct type of joint. And you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't like the passive shit when it comes to the rappers. I don't like, either. Say, and I, say I what you mean, bro. Be, I hate to always be giving the young niggas a hard time, but I really feel like that's young niggas shit, man. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's some new. Subbing niggas on Twitter type culture type shit. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, don't don't sub me a bunch of times, bro. Like, there's no excuse to be subbing a nigga for eight years of music. <laughs> like, that's too much. Yeah, and again, that's too much at, sub. at a point, like, who are you talking to, fam? Just say it. Like, yeah. Or like, do it. Do an interview. I mean, I know no more interviews was kind of his thing, but like, he lied. <laughs> <laughs> you lied. He lied, fam. It, Big Sean got to, he got to figure out, man, figure it out because it's like, again, he, he's way too talented with the words to not be saying nothing and to be so without direction when he drops singles. Like what, why yeah. did he release this? Like this right here is some old hi, my name is type shit. Like it, it lacks any kind of substance, depth or direction. And that's, in but that's case. what I'm saying. Like you go, you go hibernate away in your cave and then you just come out and you start doing stuff and niggas. And you start bibbity it, babbing. It's not, yeah, right. it's not connecting and it's not landing because niggas don't understand this. <laughs> or even I forget what I was listening. They was talking about, I'm sure that was Joe and them, but like, why, one, why are you with all of these bees? And two, why did you feel the need to tell us that these were real bees <laughs> and like. He keeps giving us the bees. And like when I first saw it now, I saw it before I heard any commentary on it, right? I didn't listen to the Joe Button yet or nothing like that when right. I saw the video. And as soon as I saw him sitting there with all the bees on it, I'm like, okay, so he's saying he's Candyman. And you know, the, the popular saying is say Candyman's name, i.e. Kendrick Lamar. Like all these niggas keep calling for quote unquote Candyman and they really don't want that action. Damn. And if he pours a bunch of bees on him, he's subliminally telling us y'all think he's Candyman when really I'm Candyman when really I don't give a fuck, bro. Like and again, do y'all have an album? Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased, <laughs> do bro. Have an album? Like, why what who has 
Kendrick really come at to have this Candyman type of? Like I and I understand because the boy can rap really, really the boy well. Can make but good like, albums. who who has he barred it back and forth with? And like again, maybe maybe there's some things that have gone over my head. But again, like I'm into the direct shit. If you want to say something, like even you know, to to his credit on this last shit with Baby King, like it definitely seems like there were some direct lines in in those bars that he put out there but like are we going to get more or is that the bait for us to give him duckworth <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying like and that's right. cool because duckworth is straight you know what i'm saying it's a really good song but like and and again this could all be like rap fan hype none of this could be true like we we could never get any of this shit but again like the boy still exists the boy <laughs> I was the boy bring- the boy's album came up, up six, seven weeks ago, and he's still selling what niggas are selling in their first week. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's still this that is, guy. This is a real thing. So if you want to talk about a candy man, like the real the real candy man is exactly who y'all think it is. But maybe he's just so unattainable now. Y'all going after a nigga who y'all think y'all can really like fuck with because he not putting out he not productive. You know what I'm saying? He not coming out. He don't really say too much. Like. You got to route, but like I, I really want somebody to route that nigga up, and maybe if this is what Big Sean is doing, I applaud it now. Like now, that I'm thinking about it. If you're you know trying to get that gonna... nigga to come out of the out of the out of the hive to get the rapping, right. that's that's what you need to make happen. You you know what I was going to mention before you even mentioned the boy and him being potentially the real Candyman is, you know what might have been one of the greatest disservices, and this ain't even just me speaking as a fan. One of the greatest disservices in hip hop in recent years was what Pusha T did to him with the story of uh, Aiden because, yes, he won that. Yes, he embarrassed Drake. Yes, Drake was flustered. All of the things that everybody says is true. But it's Pusha T. And Pusha T ain't going to never be nothing higher than whatever Diet Jada Kiss is, right? (laughs) So he did all of that because he don't like Drake. Fine, whatever. But now niggas ain't scared of Drake like they was when Back to Back came out. Right. When back to back came out, niggas was like, well, wait a minute. He can he can get us out of here like that. Like this nigga can make a diss track that they play before baseball games. But he's still, like, but, but he's still, but he's still capable because to, I mean, of course, this is not that conversation. No, he's still capable. To Drake's credit, he's still firing them rounds off at yay. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, capable. I think I think niggas kind of slow down a little bit though before they like. You got to be of a certain stature before you start talking. Yeah, that but that but that's the one credit that Drake is always always gonna get from me, and I feel like should get from anybody. Like Drake has literally responded to anybody who's ever said anything to him in rap. Mm. If you yeah. have rapped to Drake, he has rapped he has right rapped back, back to your ass. Like, and even even like the real life shit, like the, the the Swiss B shit that he you know addressed on the record. Like, he will say something directly that you know is directly to you. Yeah, you know I mean, and like the the Pusha T shit was something on a different level because I think that was the first situation that really incorporated some real life for him. That I think yeah. he had to actually take a step back. It wasn't just right, fi- yeah, and figure out how he was gonna play that one. So like. It's it's an asterisk, and you know he he takes he wears the L proudly. Like how do how do you how do you take that L and then come and do what you did now? Yeah, he should though. He should wear that L because yeah. I always say that Drake's uh, self awareness is his greatest strength. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He's very self aware. He's very in tune with where he stands in the culture and where he stands with people. And a lot of people really could use even just a lemon zest of that. Like some of these niggas just don't yeah. know where they stand. But at I all. guess that's that's just what I appreciate is that because it's direct 
And then you get people like, I, like I say, I'm grouping. I, I said it at the end. Of, I know we wasn't on air, but like it seems like Wale and Big Sean are fighting for the same spot in hip hop because <laughs> for, they are who fights for number five. <laughs> I mean, like you know, what they they all you know the 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 J Cole like there there is a clear difference between Drake, J Cole, and then Wale and Big Sean. Like yeah. maybe maybe for a, a while it was a, it was a race there and it was running, but in the last five years that thing has astronomically gone way above and beyond. And like niggas can't little bro Wale and Big Sean no more. But like mm. they gotta they gotta be happy being the Nas <laughs> of the generation, <laughs> and that's kind of just what it kind of is for real. For real, like. There's Hove and then there's Nas. And while both are great MCs and they are very well respected out here, it's we levels know. to this shit. We all know. We it's know. levels to this yeah, shit. We all know. Some people are seeking out Hip Boy to try to put themselves together a string of good albums in the fourth quarter. Me? And some people can't remember where they put Hip Boy's phone number. I got one more <laughs> for you. We both really enjoy Jeffrey, a.k.a. Young Thug. We like yes, us some Young Thug. Yeah. We like what Young Thug does in music. And I, you know, I don't even want to make this a Young Thug thing, but the example and the thought process came from this. 21 Savage had a birthday recently. Young Thug gifted him a $150,000 custom truck. Now, I don't want to just zero in on Young Thug because this is a thing in hip hop that I've been seeing a lot in the past few years where niggas show up to each other's birthday and they're like, Hey, I just brought you this $350,000 Rolex, one of a kind. Mm. Hey, happy birthday. Would you like $50,000 in cash in a Jordan box? And (laughs) I understand that I'm not rich. So there's like, this is rich nigga shit. Like I Mm. I understand that I can't fathom giving a friend a $150,000 truck, right? Right. But I don't know how rich you got to be before you give this. Okay. So you know me, right? Like I immediately like to try to put myself in somebody else's foot when I don't want to understand some shit. And I started to thinking like, if I was Thugger and I had say $50 million in the bank, I ain't saying that's what Thug got, but say I had $50,000, million in the bank and it was Wes's birthday and the Mm -hmm. Dipton Butter program was a whole umbrella and we had shows, we had shit on TV. We was making Charlemagne moves. Would I be comfortable at that point in pulling up in Arizona and giving you a $150,000 truck? That's what I had to ask myself. Like, mm-hmm. well, would I do that for my nigga if we was really like living that good and we was doing that well? And then I started softening up on my stance a little bit. Like, I guess maybe I would. But here's the thing that still kind of bothers me and why I brought it up to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they do it in front of their families. Like it's at the birthday <laughs> party and like 21 Savage's like niece is there and his like cousin with the team Jordans is there. And it's just like, how do you gift in front of people that way though? You know what I mean? Like Thug came with people that don't have a $150,000 truck. I'm sure. Well, maybe they do. But I don't know. My mind just and heart goes out to the people standing around watching Yo Gotti get $50,000. Get his 60th car. Get his 60th yeah. car that he's not going to drive for the year. Like, imagine being the babysitter watching niggas struggle to try to stick candles in money to make it look like a cake. And, like, what must be going through their minds? Like, these niggas are really trying to make stacks of money look like a birthday cake and pulling their phones out to try to record what it looks like. And here I am trying to pick up cigarette butts off the floor. <laughs> like, is that not weird of me to think about? 
I mean, no, nah, I mean that's real life because shit like you know this every there is no you haven't been to a sweet sixteen birthday party where the bitch gets her, gifted her Honda Civic like, and I'm sure even <laughs> that's weird around a bunch of high school kids like, well, you got, got a, car. a car like, yeah. you, know, you know how many kids actually get cars in high school like, not especially new cars like, not a lot. So like, I mean, just like you say, trying to put myself in that in those shoes like. I'll, but again, I mean, I don't, maybe I'm doing it here, but like, this is where relationships matter. Like, mm-hmm. Young Thug and 21 Savage might have a particular bond where, you know, $150,000 Raptor ain't nothing to them. Like you say, maybe. Thug, thug got it. Like, that ain't, that's like shoe shopping to him. Like, it's my homie's birthday. I'm about to buy him a Raptor and like, <laughs> I like yeah. how you just casually. That's my guy. Yes, my birthday. Like I gotta get him something, and like what what, what, what I'm a pin a twenty on his shirt for his birthday. Like that's played out. Like I'm gonna pull up on him in a also, raptor. Like this is why I like talking to you because also if you don't get him a raptor, what do you get him? Like you can't. That's buy what him I'm juice. saying. Like and bro, like that's what I was really thinking about while you was talking about it. Like what? Like how do you even decide what you gonna get another rich nigga? Like I'm gonna yeah. pull up on you with a ten thousand, fifty thousand dollar Rolex, or I'm gonna give you fifty thousand dollars. Like can, as a rich, like <clears throat> what James Harden gave little baby a hundred thousand dollars in a duffel bag with a whole bunch of honey buns in it, and like <laughs> me, I feel like I would jump over the moon for that. Do you think Lil Baby was really that excited? Or is it really, are all gifts as a rich nigga like novelty gifts? Like, ha see, look, that, it's a bag full of see, honey that's buns. The thing. <laughs> see, that's why, I, that's why I like fucking with you, though, because, like, of course you appreciate money. Who not going to appreciate money? Are, are but I all think gifts. the honey bun thing, I think the honey bun thing ran a little deeper because although he not like, I got to eat one of these right now, I do think there's a part of Lil Baby's brain that went, Damn, this nigga do really remember that I love honey buns. Like, I really matter to him. Like, well, you know, see, I don't know. It means something to me. I and like, like you're, you're so, really you're so sentimental for thinking of things like that. I don't think it had anything to do with little baby like a honey buns. They literally call a hundred thousand a honey. Oh, bun. honey buns. So he gave Jesus him a hundred thousand in a bag with honey I'm buns. Be Again, sure. are all gifts for rich niggas novelty items like uh name keychains when you go on vacation? It's like <laughs> You know, didn't have to go to Hawaii to find this. Like, you know, they have this in the gift shop at the hospital. Like, you, and you can go find like, your I, name on a key. You looking chain. like I've already been to Chicago, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's almost like a postcard. Like, what can you really get? Like, somebody like this making me like because I nigga, I have these troubles with my parents. Like, these niggas is rich enough that I feel like they got everything that they need. What do you give somebody for a holiday or for their birthday that they don't already got? You know what got to be swaggy, bro? Like, now I'm starting to get into, like, my maniacal thoughts, right? As time goes on and hip-hop gets older, right? Like, you got to think of the people coming up these days, like the Moneybag Yo's, the Yo Gotti's, whoever niggas is into now. I don't know. Uh, Pooh Shiest, Polo G, these niggas, right? And as the as the the wheel starts turning and... Artists get cycled in and out of their fame and stardom and stuff like that. Do you think we'll ever get to a place where, like, Pooh Scheist, for a gift for his birthday, buys Polo G, a performance by his favorite rapper <laughs> that's now washed up that can take $30,000? Like, like, what if we get to a point where, like, 
now OJ the Juice Man is jumping out of a cake for Polo G. No, fam. Who shites remembers <laughs> that Polo G's favorite rapper in high school no, was bro. OJ the Juice Man. And now OJ ain't really necessarily doing no. so hot. So it ain't costing him that much to get OJ to jump out of the cake. Like, are we nah, going to ever get there? Nah, bro. If I can't see you on Versus, I probably don't need to see you, bro. Uh, that's probably where I'm going <laughs> with it at this point. So we'll never get OJ jumping out of cake. I don't think we should never get OJ <laughs> jumping out of the cake. Let's start there. I'm just asking. No disrespect to OJ the Juice Man. I'm sure yeah, he would nah, kill I do, me. Now, I do got a question for you from something that we talked about last week, and this ain't even nothing deep to get into. I just want to – I like fucking with you sometimes. So, like, remember when we had to talk about the commercial versus the black version of the commercial? Yeah. And you yeah. was like, no, nah, I kind of fuck with that. Like, nah. So <laughs> I would like to re-know your stance on separate but equal. Uh. Separate but equal. Separate as but a equal. whole. As a whole, if you if you if you if you like the if you halfway like the pandering, tell me how you feel about separate and like it's COVID. All types of shit is going on now. Remember we had talks about the COVID water I'm, fountain versus the non vaccinated water fountain. I like I'm, I think I'm still cool with separate but equal until I get further information. Okay, I just I just wanted to double check since you was so with the uh, Mickey D's and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you was liking that with the black hand poor. Um, I, as a matter of fact. I want to say I did see the the white version of the McDonald's commercial. You want to know who it features? It features uh, a group of 80-year-old white folks who just love the McDonald's in their community because that's where they go uh, several days a week to have breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I hate... I hate when old people eat breakfast. <laughs> no, no sign of the word Mickey D's in that commercial guy. No, I just want to let you McDonald's. know. It's, it's a McDonald's. McDonald's community place. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I hate when old people eat breakfast, particularly at fast food restaurants, because they come in, they order off menu, right? And when I say off menu, I ain't saying like special pesto, mm. uh, cauliflower buns or no shit like that. Like they do weird shit. Like they stumble in at 6.03. Like right when the restaurant right opens after up. you open, hell yeah, you just flipped the sign. And they order, they order dumb shit like I like a small coffee and an egg McMuffin. And then the lady at the counter goes, "So you would like a number three? And they go, she goes, "No, no, no. no. <laughs> I want a small coffee and an egg McMuffin." And then she the lady goes, "It would be brown. cheaper if you get the number three because that comes with a no." I want a small coffee. She doesn't care for the hash just brown. Just throw the hash brown away. No, see, they see, do it? but see, I, I'm, I fuck. I don't like shit like that neither. Though, like, if I want what I want, like, just throw it away. No, I don't want to throw it away. Like, you can have, you can keep it. Like, the for you eat it. Like, I don't want that. Okay. I don't want it. Understandable. Okay, so I got, I got a couple of things I want to talk to you about, and these are kind of loose topics, but I, I gotta say them. Sorry, okay. the segways are broken today, so we just going to say shit. Um, <laughs> They're broken. <laughs> the segways are broken. William Shatner from uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. From Star Trek Wars. <laughs> flew to outer space because one of them rich niggas bought him a ticket for the experience, and plus they would, thought it was Instagram cool if they sent a fake space nigga to real space. <laughs> and when they sent William Shatner on a space trip, bro, on a space excursion, they quoted William Shatner and his experience being up in orbit in space. And this shit tickled the fuck out of me because, you know, this is not what they expected. But because William Shatner is a dumb old man, he didn't give them the, the sound bite that they paid millions of dollars for. He gave them the real and they didn't right. anticipate him coming down out of space and giving them the real. The action <laughs> yeah. about his experience, he said. 
They said, how was it up there? He said, it looks like death up there. <laughs> he said, it costs millions of dollars to send a nigga up there. He said, it's like death up there. Like, it's complete. Now, the reason why this is so funny is because, like, you know, the whites is doing their thing and they starting to, like, really consider, like, getting in orbit, going to getting Mars, making, like, <laughs> like, making, making, making going to the moon, like, uh, a Walt Disney weekend or some shit where you could pay enough money to actually go experience being in space and going to the moon, which I think is dope. Like, Bro, I'm a are, you, are you going to spend a weekend on the moon? This was my second question. But let me get through my first All right. Because <laughs> they are doing, they're working out. This is why I fuck with you because you right. already beat me there because I was going <laughs> to ask you first. But listen, so I am afraid of heights. I'm scared of getting on ladders and shit, but I love taking a flight. And I don't know if that's so much about like me getting to a destination because I love to travel and I'll just take a nap and bear the whole plane ride. Like I don't exactly love flying a plane, but I bear it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'm much more scared of getting on a ladder than I am getting on a plane. Which makes no sense. Like, I am terrified <laughs> of standing all the way at the top of a ladder. Getting on an airplane don't bother me at all. And I started thinking to myself, Can like, you imagine you're scared of standing at the very top of a ladder? Like, why the fuck would you ever need to stand at the very top of a ladder? <laughs> you're not in the circus. People like, ask get down from there. <laughs> get down from there. I'm, fam, I, anytime anybody in the history of my existence has asked me to get on the ladder, I always look at them back like, you see how big I am. Like you can right. see my size. Why would you ask me anyway? I don't look ladder size, bro. I'm not ladder size. Ladder has a particular size and build to it. And I'm not that size. But anyway, <laughs> so I asked myself, like, would I be okay with orbiting space if it was affordable for me? Right. Like, obviously, when they first kicked this shit off, niggas ain't gonna be able to afford this shit. But <laughs> say it went on long enough. But then again, niggas couldn't afford plasma TVs when they came out either. True. And lo and behold, now we're putting them in bathrooms. So <laughs> I do understand that at some point going to outer space will be affordable. And if that was to be in our lifetimes, could you see yourself going to outer space? Would you be scared to? Would you just think it's too um, stupid to even care? Like, I'm I'm cool with flying. Flying don't bother me. Um, but like all the movies that I watched about NASA and when I saw Space Jam, um, it just looked like that ride to like break through the atmosphere is just too rough for me. Um, mm. like you gotta you gotta go too fast. There's too many G forces for your boy. Like you don't like the G's. Yeah, I don't like the G's on that. Like you gotta go up way too. I'm like I am a G, but you gotta go way too many G's <laughs> to get to outer space okay. and get to the moon. So I don't think I'm uh gonna purchase the romance package up there at uh Moon Rock Hotel <laughs> to moon be in, uh, the heart shaped bathtub. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna do that. That's not that's not my swag. But like it's making like. That's so weird. Like, cause again, like ain't going to outer space ain't no easy task. Like I can't no. believe they sent some regular motherfuckers up there. Like, and I can't believe people are like interested in going. Like it's not, it's not going to be until a few people burn up on reentry before they like <laughs> take this <laughs> off of the table. Like, are y'all kidding me? Like Elon Musk has fired off one rocket seven to, and has blown up eight rockets in a row yeah. because he can't get this thing to land. Elon correctly. has blown up eight rockets in seven attempts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, like, I feel where you're going, but dig this though, right? Like niggas fall into the Grand Canyon every year. Like every look at year. I'm not we don't just have to go nowhere to die from shit that we do every day. <laughs> but this is my point though. Like if you, if you're going to die anyway, 
at least die in, like coming back into the Earth's atmosphere on burn up. Like, get me on burn up. Like, don't don't take me out of here because I fell off the Ferris wheel at the Ohio State Fair. Like, I could right, hear right. the Ferris wheel sounding like bus brakes when it started up. <laughs> And if I die at the Ferris wheel in front of the funnel cake stand, I'd much rather die on honeymoon hotel on the moon than that, right? I, I mean, can I, see a trip for two. On I mean, moon. I guess it sounds like a great story for your great grandkids to tell. Like, yeah, my grandparents were one of the first people to go to the moon for a honeymoon vacation. They burnt up on reentry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, burning up on reentry. It's got to be some wild sex okay, shit. It is. <laughs> All right, let me let me ask you something since we're talking about uh, Romance Weekend on uh, on the moon. So up there on the moon, y'all go to the hibachi spot. Y'all like hibachi, don't y'all? Yeah, of course. Hey, who don't who love don't? hibachi? All right, I'm just well, making sure. All, let, let's just say this just real, real fast. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't like hibachi, like if you don't like your rice being flicked around on the grill in front of <laughs> right you in front and front the of heat you. burning your beard a little bit, turn this podcast off. It's not for you. That's right. So, like, we are we are frequent hibachi goers around here. Uh, you know, I don't know how close it is for you guys, but uh, you know, I, I saw I see these videos often, and I saw a video, um, and I wanted to ask you. So, when while you are sitting at the hibachi table, while um your chef is um singing happy birthday in a different, or he's yeah he's singing happy birthday in a different language, but he's trying to act <laughs> like it's not happy birthday. Um. <laughs> And he goes and he grabs he grabs the, the 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 bottle out of his carton and he wants to give you the sake shot. <laughs> Are you taking the sake wide? shot? <laughs> Are you going to open Are you busting your mouth open? <laughs> this is why I fuck with for you. For the sake like, shot. So I, I go to we go to Hibachi as much as I think reasonably amount. Uh so here's the thing. <laughs> I've seen this in real life and been like, uh, nigga. And I've seen it on the internet and been like, uh, nigga. So let me tell you my strategy before I even tell you my opinion, right? Because it is, it's it's a low-key nightmare for me that the chef, like, looks me in my eyes, opens his mouth, and then lifts up them. Because, you know, they open their mouth to get you to do what they're doing, and then they just start firing into your shit. Like so monkey see, you monkey do. It, before you realize it, the sake's hitting your teeth, and you don't want that, so you open wider. <laughs> and here's why it bothers me. Because whenever I see that kind of shit happening at or around my table, I immediately, like, start, like, looking disinterested, or I, like, start playing with my daughter. <laughs> like, it's, you got to treat it. You got to treat it like the carnies at the midway. Like, if you don't make eye contact with the balloon darts man, he can't really suck you in with his powers. You know so, what I'm saying? It's so the same kind of thing. So you've never done it? No. No, 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 no. Have I? No, no, no. All right. I don't think so. All right. Let me tell you. I've done it. How they get you? You look oh, them in, you, no, you there, them in there, the eyes. There is no getting me. I am always, because I know, I know that this is coming. But my strategy is you definitely got to read the room, fam. If it's any other real niggas in the room or at then the you, table, you can't don't do, do that, it. bro. Like, every nigga in got, there got to be... Lunch, if it's early lunch, like they just started early serving lunch, lunch and there's nobody lunch. in there but businessmen, you, early you can lunch. do it. You and I'm taking, like, I, I kind of halfway fuck with Saki, and I'll take the free drunk. Like, nigga, go ahead, get that shit up. Like, and I'm and I'm going to do it impressively. I'm You're going to go long, pause. Like, 
I need all the sake, buddy. Like, so are you telling me that you like tilt your whole head back and oh, drop nigga, your jaw? What drop the shoulder? You got to You got to get low if you need to. Now, what I will not allow. Do you turn your head to the side and like you 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 gain like a, a cascade of liquid in your cheek. I, <laughs> like I you're have, now I you're have, swimming pooling it. I have now. I've right. only done this thing twice, but like. In my defense, I only do it when I'm already drunk. Like, I already be okay. drinking that morning. So by the time I get there, it's like, well, fuck, we might as well take this thing to another level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, what I won't allow is you will not throw zucchini and shrimp at my face. Now, that's no. where you get a hard no. You get a Yo, hard no at the zucchini and the shrimp, bro. bro. Like, no, I don't want that and like, they, they're they not aiming at your mouth, people. I'm here to let you know that <laughs> they are not aiming to get that in your mouth. They want to hit you in the face. And, and like the sick part about it is, bro, they will ask you seven times in a row until you, they will waste the whole tray of vegetables trying to hit you in the face before they stop offering it. Like, And that's some slick shit too, right? Because like, I, I'm going to know something in the near future when they start like bringing out vegetables that they don't even really serve. Like, why are you flicking baby corns at my teeth? Yeah, like I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. But like, I'm due for some hibachi. That's probably going to happen this weekend. Nah, okay. hibachi is amazing. And I'm already going to be I'm already going to be drinking. So if you get a video, <laughs> speaking of uh, sad sexuality, I caught a porn video the other day. Right? <laughs> it was. I'm not going to say on this long. But let me tell you what happened in the video. It was like, it was a threesome video. And it was like a guy, a girl, and a girl with a strap on, right? And they were, what do you call that thing when the two are sharing the one and then the girl's got the strap on and that whole deal. I don't even want to try to explain it or look it up. But here's the point. The girl, as the sexual actor, now I've told y'all before on this show that I hate it when porn actors have a good time. I don't want to see you laughing. I don't want to see you playing. I, I fucking hate it. Like, that's... Do your job. You're here to do a job. Do the job. Like, I don't want Be to see sexy, you... sexy, bitch. I don't yeah, want to see like, you smiling. Yeah, like, don't have fun at work. Like, I don't even want that in my real life. Like, I don't like it when it's sexy time and motherfuckers start joking. Like, nah, it's time for us to start acting attractive in here. But <laughs> they was doing the thing where they do the thing. And then I saw the girl reach her hand up to high five the dude. And I think that move is called like the TP or something, right? Where like the guy and the girl high five over the, the girl that's being experienced the body. And it looks like a letter A or like a tent or a TP. I think it's called and an H clap. An H clap. Thank you. So it's something from the internet. And the reason why I even brought this whole story up is because finally I saw something in porn that was relatable, Wes. When the girl reached her hand up to give him an H clap, I saw the male porn actor die inside, just like Hove in the Tiffany commercial. Like, he hated it as much as I hated it. Like, yeah, like, he turned a side eye to the camera almost as to say, this bitch really thinks niggas do this, and we don't actually do this. We don't, yeah, no. Internet. Like, we don't actually do that. And, like, you could tell that, like, he didn't want to do it, so he, like, reluctantly gave her a five. And it just made the girl with the strap on just so happy that she actually did the thing that she just knows guys actually do. But nobody like, actually does that. And, like, aside from that, like, let alone, like, I don't, niggas who can do that is weird. I'm going to put it this way. That's fam. weird. Like, if you bro. can hit, like, if you want to hit the same chick as your man's, like, if y'all are, like. It's weird enough. If y'all are running around a bitch looking for a hole to stick your dick in because you and your <laughs> like man's is there, like, <laughs> I, 
that doesn't seem appealing to me. Like, or like your, your man going to ham, so your dick keeps slipping out of her mouth. Like, this doesn't seem like oh, a good man. time to me. And so, like, we're all losing. even. We're all losing. even. I, I've I've done this show a hundred and nine times plus with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. I don't want to high five him. No, if we happen to be fucking the same bitch now, it no. would never happen because again, like that's that that doesn't excite me. Like, and cause my my brain is too stupid. Like a third person in the room, I feel like turns off my sexy brain and keeps my like conscious, logical, what the fuck is going on brain in motion. Like, yeah. what what are you doing over there? What do you think? What are you looking at? Why are you looking at that? Like, it's just <laughs> why are you looking at that? Way I have way too many questions that I'm not like focused and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So like the the fact that that's even a thing or like again the fact that she thinks that that's a thing and niggas do it like for why are you here is what i would have been asking right <laughs> out the gate like you're here with the strap like you know the three of us you don't feel up, anything and you don't have to have the strap on on right like you could take that off and we can all three still do a thing like that would probably be much better there's a thing we can all do on this apparatus it's it's just so weird so of course, after that happened, I got right out of the store. As soon as, as soon as something weird happens in the eye, you get out the store. So I got immediately off the store and I got on YouTube because I needed to look up business.com. <laughs> so I my thoughts. And uh, I, I, I follow a dude on on, uh, on YouTube named JR Wisdom, right? And basically his channel is just reacting to Kevin Samuels' channel. It's what I want to do when I want to watch Kevin Samuels, but I don't want to watch Kevin Samuels, right? Gotcha. And he was having a discussion on his page that I want to discuss with you here. And the question was kind of like bouncing off of a show that Kevin Samuels had had and the topic he had. And he seemed really like flustered by people's response. Like he was really upset at how people was responding. And his question was, should a man be financially stable before considering getting married? And I, he was really upset with the amount of people that was saying, like, no, I don't think that that's 100% necessary. Like, it would be nice to be, but I don't think that you should discourage a man from getting married if he's not 100% financially stable. And first of all, I want to ask you how you feel about that. Like, do you think that that's a thing or where do you lie on that discussion? I think it's a good idea. I think, um, I think if I have the opportunity to pass down any you know, type information, any, you know, young nigga on the block come doing what you're doing, like get, get your shit together first. And like, that's why I say a requirement is no, but ideal. Yeah. Like Mm. why not? Because just because I have a better understanding of how you can do things now, like as a, you know, as a, as a single man, you don't got no kids. You know what I'm saying? If you really don't got a whole lot, you know, if if you take care of yourself and, and, and manage and maintain your credit, nigga, by the time you, how do I want to word this the proper way? You could you could be increasing the quality of the pool you could pull from mm. by having yourself financially together. That's you. the way that I'll put that. Like <clears throat> who, you know, the and the average chick or just even the average everybody should want their own. So like you should want your own house, you should want your own car. So like imagine you can be 23, 24 with a house. You know what I'm saying? And, and driving a, a decent to a really, really nice car if you wanted to, like, and you know what I'm saying? You you can pay your bills. You, you're allowed to go out and have a social life versus trying to figure it all out 
and yeah. entertain yeah. somebody else at the same time. So like, I, I think that's where I'm coming from. It would be ideal, not a requirement, but it definitely be ideal to have ideal shit more together than not together. Don't don't be don't be down. Yeah, I mean, don't <laughs> don't be down. Be up <laughs> don't in be some down. shape, form, or fashion. It, it's interesting because it, it got me to thinking a lot when I saw this too. Because right. I come from an experience of like, I wasn't financially stable when me and my wife got married. We were young, right. we were right. building something. And fortunately for us, we actively did build something. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like we was on Instagram telling niggas we trying to build a, <laughs> we building a dynasty over here right. and we both CEOs. Like, nah, we, right. we took our time and we worked hard and we built what we have today. And I understand how that could be tricky to advise anybody to do, right? Like, just because me and my wife are a success story don't necessarily mean that everybody is a success story. You know what I mean? They try to start to build from the ground up. However, I do see on the other side that there could be problems, right? Like, because I agree with you in saying, like, everybody should want their own, right? But I could see a circumstance where if a man in his early or mid-20s is highly successful, right? Like, say you went out here and you just... You struck gold, like you're doing real good. You got a house that's damn near paid for. Like you are doing way more successful than you have any reason being at a very early age. And like you said, now I have access to a bigger pool of selection mm-hmm. when it comes to choosing women, right? Yeah, yeah. That could serve as a bit of a detriment. I'm not saying in all cases it just could serve as a detriment because now I have all this access. I got all these choices. I have all these means. And now I might be suffering from some what some women suffer from. And it's like, yeah. I might got too many choices. Yeah. Now I don't know how to act. You know what I'm saying? Mean, I, but, again, I don't think that's all men, but I could see that being I mean, a problem too. But, but like, that's, I was about to say, but that sounds like a good problem versus a bad problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you can have too many choices and never choose though. I've, I, I mean, see a lot of women you, do that. You have too you, many choices. Would you, you rather have choose. too many choices and never choose or no choices and want to choose? Oh, of course, too many choices and never choose. But in my mind, I guess the alternative to that would be too many choices and never choose or but, not a lot of choices and settle. But see, I think, I think, I think we just talking in man brain, though, because sure, as, sure. in man brain, you like, yo, I got it together. I got all these bitches. Happening. I don't got to pick one. Like, I'm good forever. But like, that's when you have to mature in your mindset and you have to, you know, you have to figure out what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like. You can't entertain six women and try to find one. Like it's very difficult to do that. But like, if you want to entertain six women because you're not trying to choose, like do whatever the fuck you want to do, bro. Like if you want to <laughs> date somebody every week, like you're allowed to do that because that's the life that you're choosing. But you can't be out here talking about some. I'm trying to find the one, and you just slanging dick all over the country. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that because like I had to really look into myself and be like, I understand me well enough to know that. I'm just not a date a lot of bitches kind of nigga. I never have been. And even if I wasn't married the way I am, I never could be. I like to be held too much, bro, to be out here fucking <laughs> six bitches at a time. And I feel like if I got six bitches, none of them bitches don't want to hold me. Like, they want me to go home. And I want them to hold me, bro. So it's just like, I knew at a very early age that I was going to want to be with one woman in a very mm-hmm. monogamous situation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew that about me because I'm just too sensitive, bro. Like, I know me, if I was on a dating scene and I had five bitches, I would want all them five bitches to care about my feelings. <laughs> like, I mean, and, and, but, right. But that's what that's when you got to know yourself. And it's all about conditioning because, you, like you say, the same way, like, bitch, I want to be the little spoon. And I don't want to have to uh, get down to number four before she agrees to be the, to have me as the little spoon tonight. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just find somebody who knows I like to be the little spoon and we move yeah, on. Just, I there, just want you like, to just know I want to be held. Yeah, that's all. 
That's important. So now I, I thought that was interesting, man, to see. Because I, I saw in the comments and in the discussion, a lot of people was just like fiery about the whole, no, you should not even be thinking about getting married unless you was like, had a dynasty built already and a Benz in your garage. And but see, that's like, when, you I understand know. that you would like that, but everybody don't like, okay. So I guess in my instance, it's like, I met who I knew I wanted to be with forever. Very young. Had I waited until I had a fucking dynasty, I well, might've missed out on that. But so I, are you I, telling I, me that you would rather me miss out on something that I know is real and say, nah, babe, I, I really love you, but I, I think build this dynasty first. Like, but that's well, that's what I'm saying. I think for our generation, marriage is looked at in two different ways. Like for for people like me and you, we got married because we fell in love with our spouses naturally through like you know osmosis and like six degrees right, of separation. Like and, out there hunting, yeah, women. like like yeah. weird shit like that. But then like you get and, and not even because I feel like we're in a unique place now. Like even in the '90s and like I, I feel like that's when the divorce rate started going up real crazy because you know not yeah people fall in love and they fall out of love. But then like you got these people who are getting together for these like business type of reasons. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, or even like the people that I talk about want to get with somebody after they got all of their shit together. It's like, well, what does getting your shit together have to do with loving somebody and being in a relationship? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand that because like, I, you know, the conversation we had here, like, fam, if you think you're going to get your shit together and then fall in love with somebody, good luck. It's going to be just as hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you, you're going to need to grow with somebody along the way and you're going to discover after you thought you had your shit together, you still don't got your shit together. Like, right, right. Or at least so, you ain't ready for this. Like, this is a yeah. whole different challenge. So, different from trying to make it to the executive level at the job like yeah so like and and then like it's it's to the point like you can almost kind of like spot shit coming like the people who be on some i don't want to die alone shit you probably not gonna be successful in marriage because you just said why you want to get married i don't want to die alone and that's a selfish reason that's a selfish reason like and not i don't want to say if i but like now i have somebody it's it's just it's hard to put into words but like I feel like because people are not like getting married because of the aspect of love. I feel like they're mm. using too many factors to factor in why you should get married to this person. Like, even, like it's because even we can go back to, you know, talk about having weird conversations when you're dating people. But like, when do you have like a credit score and debt conversation <laughs> now? You know, because that once you find yourself in date. And that, that's when you're <laughs> right. But like, do you, d- does that deter you from falling in love? Are you already in, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's too many aspects of it versus you want to know what I met this person, me and this person started talking. We spent a lot of time together. Like, this is the reason why I want to marry this person. Like I want to share my life with this person and not because I want to, I want to build, I want to build the dynasty. And, yeah. and if we happen to build the dynasty and break up, then he get his half and I get my half and we can move the fuck around and I'm going to find my next victim. What what I find interesting about what you mentioned about the whole like getting married because you quote unquote don't want to die alone. I do think that a lot of people that say that understand that there's a depth to that sentence, right? It's not always just a selfish thing. But what's interesting is like I didn't marry my spouse because I didn't want to die alone. Nah. I married my spouse because I didn't want to die without her. And I think that's the key difference in the two sentences. Fam. I don't want to die alone. I really don't care who it is. I just don't want to be alone in this one bedroom studio versus I cannot die without you there. Like Fam. I need you there. 
And, and like that's, that's I put it all under the um can't give her back to the streets LLC umbrella fam like that <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying that falls un- yeah that falls under that like I can't I can't give her back to the streets fam because like I said I, I don't want to die without her like I don't I don't want to not know what she got going on in her world or I, you know mm, what I'm saying it's just somebody I can't I see know. myself disconnected from and like I say I've I've thrown plenty of fish back in the sea and wherever <laughs> they swim is where they swim now uh-huh. and that's perfectly fine by me and I don't have no qualms about it but like. This one. this one, yeah. This one. <laughs> I ain't going. I ain't speaking going. of speaking to the whole like moniker of like being financially stable before getting married and stuff, man. I want to take this particular opportunity on our show, if you don't mind, Wes. To let's see, how do you put this, man? I want to I want to give my official farewells and rest in peace to my father in law. Um, my wife's father just passed over the weekend. Oh man. It was a super, super rough thing. Uh, actually, as we were recording this, my wife is in town making funeral arrangements and all of that stuff. And it kind of got me to thinking when I was going through that stuff, like thinking how my father-in-law must have thought when, or felt when my young ass came into his house, right? Because right. I didn't come in his mouth in his house on some, I would love to marry your daughter shit. I kind of came in on the first like notable visit on some... Hey, your daughter's about to have my child type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was like, it was really like, I think we, a lot of us have been there, right? Like a lot of us that have had kids young. And, you know, one of my first fondest memories of my father-in-law was the first time I was over there in person when the announcement was made to him that my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was pregnant. And my my father-in-law was fly as hell, Wes. Like, it was dope because I was over there. We was in the basement. He had sent my girlfriend upstairs for some cake and juice. And he just, <laughs> you know, wanted to talk to me. And I was like, of course. You know, why right. would you not want to talk to me? Like, come on in here. Let's talk for a minute. And it wasn't even no, no threatening shit. He just like, you know, come, come rap with me a little bit. I'm like, bet. So, of course, you know, you man up. You get off the couch. You follow your your. Yeah, your girlfriend's dad into the washroom and he turns on the light to the washroom and we're standing there and he's standing by the washer and then the washer just happens to have a nickel plated 45 on it. (laughs) 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 And he just was talking to me about, you know, responsibilities as a man and loving, you know, his daughter and how he really likes me and you know, he just kept saying how he really likes me. You know, right. he's excited for, you know, his grandson coming into the world. And he never looked at the gun. <laughs> he never touched the gun. <laughs> but it was the only thing in the room. Yeah, that's psychological <laughs> warfare for your ass right there. Swear to God, it was what? warfare, bro. Like, why do we have and to come over here? Uh, oh. It was so dope because, like, I never felt threatened, but I knew. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like the communication was made. Yeah, I read the room room and there was only one thing to read. Like, there (laughs) there wasn't no clothes in the washroom, bro. The only thing in the room was a gun. It's only a gun gun in here. Why you bring me in here? (laughs) So, I just always thought that that memory just always stayed with me, man. And and my father-in-law was super dope, man. uh, I want to say here on record, because this is kind of like what we do and why we record this thing, because it's kind of like logged history. And I just want to say... To my father-in-law, Billy Sutton, I want to thank him on air, even though I don't know if they get podcasts in heaven, but shit, podcasts. Oh, we're definitely on uh, podheaven.cm. We're on W777. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sweetest sounds (laughs) in heaven. We up there, bro. Uh, But I do want to say to him, man, thank you to my father-in-law for raising a dope daughter. 
and my dream wife, potentially, man, I, I want to thank him for walking her down that aisle and giving her to me. And what's most important to me that I want to thank my father-in-law for Wes here is thank you for taking your daughter, my wife to see players club three times in the theater. That was important. <laughs> like, three times. It, it taught her a lesson. It taught her a lot, man. Like, I, 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 me and her joke about that a lot, right? Because, you know, as a dad, you're there to see Diamond. As a daughter, right. you're there to see Jamie Foxx and all the funny characters. So we're both enjoying the movie. But I just always thought that story was dope when my, when my wife would three tell me, like, man, we saw Players Club three times in the theater. And my dad <laughs> loved Players Club. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I know why your dad loved Players That's Club. Right. But I just always thought that was dope because although we like to make fun of it and joke about it, like I thought that that was really like instrumental in rounding a very down-to-earth, good sense of humor, fun-loving, cool-ass chick. And that yeah. was what made, made me fall in love with her. Like, Absolutely. Of course, my wife is extremely attractive <clears throat> and all of that. But what made me know that I like couldn't give her back to the streets was that I loved being around her and I could joke with her and laugh mm-hmm. with her and just enjoy a weird time. Fam, my so, wife enjoys a weird time. And I think my, my father-in-law helped instill that in her. With oh, absolutely. And, an underrated quality is when you can make a joke and not have to explain it to your wife. I don't think yes. I've ever really had to explain a joke to my wife. Like, she Never. might not have heard what I said, but once she heard what I said, she knew exactly what I was saying when I was saying it. So, like, that that's definitely an underrated thing that, you know, hope, hopefully everybody gets to experience at some point in time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, to cap that off, man, thank you. Thank you, Billy Sutton, for that, man. Rest up. Uh, he... Fam, I, I, I envy the way he was able to go out because he did struggle with dementia uh, mm-hmm. over the last year really hard, but he was able to go in his sleep. Uh, the nurses knew that it was getting close to time, so close, in fact, that they was able to communicate to his wife, who in turn communicated to my, uh, to my wife, his daughter, and they was able to like talk. Like you mm-hmm. know, she, He wasn't able to talk back. He was kind of non-responsive, but you could tell that he could hear because you know, his breathing would change and stuff when he would say stuff to him, so... She was able to talk to him like the night before he passed. And my son was able to play the saxophone for him and he enjoyed that. And my daughter sung her ABCs to him. He enjoyed that. And just as men, bro, like you, you don't want much more for your life than to go around the people that you love and care about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, damn, that's some like that's a dope ass dude. Like you lived a nah, dope ass sure. life and got to go out that dope. Like you got to go out peacefully in your sleep, which my wife said he even had a little smile on his face. And like he seemed really happy and content. And that's all a nigga really be wanting, man. Like when we be out here yelling into the KFC window <laughs> that they forgot four of our biscuits, really at the end of the day, that's all it's about. Like I just want to smile and die. In my yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Nah, that's real shit. Okay. I guess we ending the show there, man. Let's, uh, we got to. Hopefully you're listening to this with your earbuds on and you're dying in your sleep. This has been the Dip in Butter program. We appreciate y'all fucking with us. Uh, on a lighter note, if you don't want to end crying like I was telling this story, uh, <laughs> go over to our YouTube channel, put in Dipped in Butter program, and check out our music reviews. We'll be throwing those up every week and uh, really having fun and enjoying that, man. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about that as well. Or don't tell them shit, bro. Keep this all for yourself. But uh, my name is Kat. You can check that out. And uh, thank you for listening to this right here yeah for sure man definitely make sure y'all um 
tap into the music reviews over there on the YouTube. Uh, my weekly caveat at the end of that now is probably going to have to be um, albums get better over the uh, next few days. Um, and I'm going to keep it in rotation, so don't take any of this to heart. I could probably sound like a complete idiot right now, but we do it for y'all. Um, also, uh, rest in peace to Pops, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> going out with a smile on your face in your sleep is definitely the way to go. Um, respect. It's your boy, West No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, P-O-D-N-A, after every young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, dude. Yes, sir. And like I say each and every week, man, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And you will know that. If you just buy that two ticket special up to the Universal Studio presents the moon <laughs> coming to <laughs> coming to a theme park near you, and uh, yeah, number one uh, around here, number one rule around here is tell a friend to tell a friend. Not only about the podcast, but that do not take the sake shot in front of real niggas. I'm going to say that again: do not take the sake shot in front of real niggas. And rule number two: mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. Read the sake room. We'll catch y'all next week. You've been listening to the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Join them next week for some more regular, regular shit.